episode number four of Ask Me Anything, where you ask me anything that you want. And generally, it's about business and life and stuff like that. Let's get to the first question. Oh, before I do that, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening, you might as well hit the subscribe button. It would uh, super help me out so I can continue doing this thing. And if you have any questions for me, click the link in the description, which is ingersollnik.com slash AMA. Put your message in there, and I will be answering all of your questions on the show. So let's get to the first question. Barry wants to know, is it better to build a personal brand to help your business or just your business page on Instagram? Instagram, Instagram. Okay. Well, I think I think I'll take this just one step further. So I think that it's important to have your quote-unquote personal brand. I hate the term, but I don't really know what else to call it. But you do need to market yourself in a certain way. Because here's the thing. If you don't define yourself somebody else is going to define you for you. And you don't want that. And that doesn't mean that you need to start a podcast or make a bunch of fancy art and stuff like that. But just have a very clear and concise message and sort of record and photo of you on the internet that you feel represents you. So at the very base level, you should have that in terms of personal branding. For me... I never want to be those guys that just sell courses on shit I've never done because that is the most creepy and weird thing ever. Like, I feel like you need to build a business before you can tell somebody else how to build a business. So for me, the business is number one. The personal brand is just sort of an extra thing that happens as a result of building something awesome. So build something awesome first. And in terms of your, your personal brand or your personal page on Instagram, show people the journey. Because people, they're going to be somewhat stoked on the journey on sort of your business page, but they're going to be way more stoked on your personal page to see you, you know, burning the midnight oil or just grinding the thing out or coming up with new concepts or new designs and this and that and engage people and just show them the journey and be real about it. You don't have to fake stuff and don't feel insecure either. You don't need to feel like, ah, I got to show all the cool, shiny stuff or, you know, stand next to a Ferrari to look dope or whatever you're thinking because none of that is authentic and long term it works out for very very few people so yeah i think that is a sufficient answer to that question actually question number two what is your title at barnana and how many employees does it have from jared so my official title is cmo or chief marketing officer i'm also one of the founders of the business which isn't technically a title we have somewhere in the neighborhood of call it 30 full-time employees that doesn't include any of the manufacturing partners that we have or any of the farms that we work with down in south america but that is how many employees we have and that number will grow of course as the business grows question number three what is your barnana work like from cindy 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 my barnana work what is it like um hmm so i'll walk you through sort of well man i can just take this so many different ways 
So my Barnana work is like this. I create a lot of the, so I create the packaging, the branding, all the design that you see, I do. I developed the website and design that. Uh, those are things that I've, those are skills I've honed over time. I do that for every business that I'm in because I'm good at it and I also just really like to do it. What else do I do? I put together advertising campaigns. I manage our e-com business directly. So that's amazon.com, barnana.com, etc. which if you use code NIK, you can get 20% off of your first order if you want to try some. Um, and everything else under the sun. I mean, really, when you're a founder of the business, you're basically a Swiss army knife. That's your actual title. You know what my title is? Army knife. Swiss army knife. I'm not Swiss, so I'm just going to go army knife. Um, or Leatherman. Yeah, Leatherman. Leatherman in chief. Um, so basically, that means that you just have to be a different tool for different parts of the business at all times. So that spans from finance to operations, that's raising capital, it's figuring out what valuation, it's looking at cash flow and seeing, man, when are we going to need to raise more capital? Uh, at what point will this business become profitable? Um, and this isn't really Barnett specific, but just in general, when you're a founder, you have to look at all these things. You have to think, okay, what is our sales strategy going to be? And then you have to talk to your team and figure that out. And you're doing tons and tons of meetings. And I stack all my meetings generally on Wednesdays and Thursdays. That way I can have Monday, Tuesday, and Friday to really just crush projects and get real work done. And I'll book meetings there if I have to, but I really try to stack those meetings on two days of the week. That way I can have the other days to really dig into the deepest problems and solve them in the business. So my Barnana work life is like crazy. And that basically means that you're just involved in every single piece of the a business. Uh, I hope I answered that sufficiently. Um, okay, number four. Do you have advice for hirers who are going through the hiring process? This was a question actually that I was asked by the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School of Business. So advice for hiring? Yeah, I do have some advice. So the first thing is that you have to realize where your business is. So if you're just starting out, you need people that are versatile. Um, you don't want people from really big companies. They're going to be lost at sea. You need some people that have a high risk tolerance that can basically do a bunch of different stuff. Like they're not going to be feeling too good to pack boxes or too insecure to do an income statement. And maybe they're off by a couple of numbers and they mess up a little because that's not their best thing. But that's okay because you need somebody who's sort of just a jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades. You kind of just need people early on that can do whatever it takes to get the stuff done. And as your business grows and scales, you're going to have to get people that are highly specialized in certain areas. So, you know, you're going to need somebody who is super badass at finance and super badass at operations and et cetera, et cetera, because you do need to specialize as you grow, but don't specialize too soon and also don't specialize too late because all of those Swiss army knives in the beginning may not be the best fit for bigger, more specialized roles as the business gets bigger. Lewis asks, what are some signs of bad employees? So I've been fortunate enough to not really have that many bad employees at Barnana, but I have had some bad employees previously. In fact, I had one employee in particular who was addicted to prescription pills, and um, that was very difficult to deal with because he was also very young. Uh, I was very young at this time, too. I was in my early 20s. He was a couple years younger than me. I think he was 20 or 21. Maybe I was 23 or 4, something like that. Um, and so, like, uh, it's just, what do you do when somebody has that 
bad of a substance abuse problem. You know, the first thing that, that I think of is like, yeah, I got to talk to this guy and, and, and get him help, right? And I really don't mean, mean to take this podcast on sort of a sad uh, journey here, but, you know, maybe this uh, answer will, will sort of give you some ideas of what I'm talking about here. So this kid's name, um, we'll just call him Drew. Um, and he was, like I said, addicted to prescription pills. And I didn't really know what was going on. I knew he was always tired and he was kind of, you know, just out of it all the time. I'm like, man, what's going on with this guy? And he was always happy and smiling and stuff, but he just seemed like something was off. So I took my side one day. I'm like, hey, man, like, you doing good? And of course, the answer, default answer is, yeah, man, I'm great. Why? Uh, well, you know, I noticed this and that, and, uh, you know, so it takes a couple of question rounds, rounds of questioning to really sort of get into their heads if something's going on, because, yeah, you know, you may have a bad employee, but also that employee may be sort of self-destructing, and it's not your job to play camp counselor or, or psychologist or whatever, but also those are human beings, right? And you want every human being to live a good life and, and be happy and stuff, so... Uh, I, I, you know, I'm kind of a softy in that way. I, I really do want people to do well in, in life. And so I inspected this kid. Uh, he eventually told me that he was taking up to nine Percocets in a day, um, which is unfathomable. You know, I took one Percocet on a prescription that I had uh, when I broke my hand riding my bike. And uh, I, it just made me feel so out of it. I threw the rest of the bottle away. I really didn't enjoy that feeling. And so to then try to place myself in his shoes where he's so addicted to these things, it was really, really tough. And so, you know, we, we tried to get him some help and it worked for a little while, but, you know, we just couldn't get him to turn around. And the fact of the matter is, if you're, if you're messing up uh, to that extent at work, you got to go. And so I sort of gave him a two weeks notice, uh, which turned into a four week notice because I didn't want to just leave the kid sort of on his own to just just, you know, get eaten by wolves outside. And, uh, you know, he ended up finding another job. I helped him find another job and, and, and it was all good, but, uh, it was a super sad story. And then, you know, only a couple of years later, I learned that, uh, you know, he died of a, of an opiate overdose and, uh, you know, um, it's just one of those things in life where, uh, you, you just, you know, you see somebody struggling and you try and help them out to the best of your ability. And, um, you know, that's, that's just the way that uh, life goes sometimes. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, Drew. Uh, you know, I, I think you had a good one while it lasted, buddy. Okay, um, enough sadness. Uh, sorry about that. So let's go to the next question. Really hard to go. Really hard to go to this next question um, asked by the same person. Uh, what are the signs of a good employee? Okay, signs of a good employee. Well, the first thing that uh, a good employee will do is show initiative. And that means they're coming to you with a lot of ideas. And maybe they're bad ideas, right? And you already know my theory on bad ideas. All ideas are bad ideas. So when you have that mentality then and you hear them come up with a bad idea, you be like, oh, that's a great bad idea. Do you have any other bad ideas? Because you're putting everything on an even playing field and you're not shooting them down. So I would encourage all of the employees, if you're an employee or an employer, encourage your employees or encourage yourself to come up with new, weird, innovative ideas. Maybe they do seem dumb. And maybe the best way to, you know, if you're an employee and you have a bunch of ideas in your head, and, and I'm telling you, a, a good sign of a good employee is to come up with crazy ideas and present it to your employer. Uh, maybe you should frame it as, hey, 
I have this bad idea. Check it out. And then just pitch it that way. And they're going to probably chuckle and be very receptive to it. And, um, yeah, I think it's that. I think it's initiative and ownership. And it's not necessarily sort of the uh, desire to climb up the corporate ladder or anything like that. That actually can be a sign of a bad employee, oftentimes. Somebody who's Machiavellian in their characteristics and want to step on people to get to where they're going. You definitely don't want that. So, yeah, I would say initiative, period. Straight up initiative. That is what the number one sign of a good employee is. Okay, uh, Hayden wants to know why work hard when you can work smart. Um, so you're opening up a uh, big old bag of worms on this one. So um, whenever I hear anybody say, uh, just work smart, man, I, you know, like, dude, you don't even have to work hard, man. You can just like, just chill, dude, and just like work smart and like be efficient and stuff. And I'm here to tell you, that is bullshit. It's bullshit. That means you're lazy. Period. Because what does working smart even mean? What's that mean? Does that mean being efficient with your time? Well, you should be doing that anyway. Working smart is just sort of the baseline, duh, thing you should be doing. Period. Like what? You're going to work dumb? Who has that advice? Work dumb. No one said nobody ever, right? You should always work smart. Of course you should work smart. But guess what? If I'm working as smart as you're working and I'm working twice the amount of hours, well, guess who's getting twice the amount of shit done? It's me, period. It is effort in equals results out. That's just the way that it works. It's the same thing with calories in, calories out. You eat a ton of calories, uh, you're going to gain weight. You exercise a bunch, you lose a bunch of calories. It's, it's very, very, very simple. Work, the time you put into work is the single easiest controllable variable that you can manage to make yourself successful, period. Okay. Do you like to watch sports, says Jared. A lot of people named Jared. Uh, this is spelled with an O-D, G-E-R-O-D. Gerard? Jared? I don't know. I'm not good with these names, as you know. Do I watch sports? No. I don't watch sports. But I only watch fighting sports. So MMA, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, kickboxing, anything like that, I'm into. Any sort of one-on-one combat scenario is what I'm interested in. So the UFC, glory kickboxing, lion fights, things like that. I really enjoy uh, EBI, the Eddie Bravo Invitational I like. I like Submission Underground, which is Chael Sonnen's jiu-jitsu organization. I just, I just love combat sports, period. I just, you know, and, and partially and a big part of it is because I do them. And so, you know, I'm watching people do masterful things at a thing that I'm going to turn around and go do the very next day or that night or, or that morning or whatever. And so it interests me much more. Now, uh, do I have any interest in seeing a bunch of grown men throw a ball around? No. Um, am I going to wear a football jersey? <sighs> no. Um... That's just not going to happen. I like playing those sports, don't get me wrong, but watching them is just not my thing, uh, which surprises a lot of people. I get it. But uh, yeah, fighting sports, that's all I watch. Uh, Alrighty. Tom wants to know, why do you make videos on your Instagram stories? Ha ha ha. So I think uh, Tom's being a little bit of a hater, but that's cool. Um, yeah, so I just do it because I like to do it. Uh, so 
Fuck yourself, Tom. <laughs> Shout out to Tom. I don't really mean that. Uh, look, dude, here's the thing. I'm just going to do what I like to do. So I suggest you do the same and be ruthlessly unapologetic about it like I am. And that's the answer to that. <laughs> Question number 11. Do you consider yourself rebellious from Samantha H? I do. So a lot of people probably don't know this about me. Growing up in Western Nebraska, I was very much an outsider, rebellious type of dude. Um, so I had uh, long hair that I used to dye black. I have blonde hair. Um, I had multiple lip piercings and wore death metal t-shirts and, and things like that. I was always a 4.0 student. I know that's like almost uh, uh, like a, <laughs> it's a funny thing in entrepreneurship now. It's like, yeah, man, I just failed all my classes because I just think different and stuff. Okay, good for you. Guess what? I got a 4.0. So, um, I was always a good student, but I was super rebellious. I wouldn't stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance when we were sending our troops to uh, Afghanistan and bombing Iraq, and that was because people that I went to high school with were dying for a war that seemed like we shouldn't have ever been in, and so I just wouldn't stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance, and so that would get me kicked out of classes. Um, you know, I would have uh, all sorts of verbal spats about religion and things. I didn't grow up religious, and then where I grew up, everybody was very, very hardcore conservative Christian, no hate on that, but, um, you know, it was more them having hate on me because of my beliefs. Uh, you can believe whatever you want. I don't care. Um, I don't buy any of it. So, um, that, that's just me, but yeah, I've always been sort of, uh, a rebel outsider type of guy. And, uh, I think it has paid dividends. There is absolutely long-term benefit for truly not caring what anybody thinks about you. And a lot of you might be thinking, listening, this and being like, oh, this guy sounds like a, a douchebag or a, a, a whatever. And the thing is, like, uh, okay, that that's cool. Um, you know, if I probably met you in, in life, I'd probably like you and hang out and like all that stuff. So uh, it doesn't bother me. But um, yeah, just be you. And if you are rebellious, then do that. Uh, but don't think that being rebellious is cool and then try to fake it because that is always kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I would say I've always been rebellious. Okay. Uh, that was a crazy amount of weird questions all in one episode. So, uh, we're just gonna end it there. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like there was sadness in there. And then I feel like there was, uh, a little bit of negativity sprinkled in, which I don't like to do often, but that is just how this show rolls. You ask me questions and I'm going to answer them truthfully. So thank you so much for listening. Please press that subscribe button. Um, I would really, really appreciate it. If you have a question for me, click the link in the show notes, ingersollnik.com slash AMA, and ask me anything you want, and you know I will answer it. And until next time, I will chat at you then. Peace.